Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 53 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on Google Play Music, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. Apologies for last week's audio version of the show not being online. I logged into SoundCloud this morning, saw that there was hardly any views, and I was like, what the heck's going on? Turns out that I hadn't clicked the button to publish it to the RSS feed, so apologies if you were expecting an audio version last week, but you didn't get it. I'm a noob, I know, but uh, it won't happen again, so apologies for that. If you've got any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. And if you want to ask us a question to be maybe uh, played live on uh, another show, then uh, maybe you can leave us a voicemail through the Anchor app, which is available uh, through your smart device. So let me introduce you to the team. First up, he's a collector of headsets and now a world record breaker. It is, of course, Nathy. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, yes. Especially after this record, I'm doing even more fine than before, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're on another level now. I'm 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 on a new level, a, a fresh yeah. level that I have never discovered before. <laughs> so for, the, for people that don't have a clue what we're talking about, Nathy was featured in the Guinness Book of Records, the Gamers Edition, in the brand new VR section. So he opened the VR section of the Guinness Book of Records. So it's a huge achievement, uh, and we're going to be talking more about it later on, right? Yeah. True. Very exciting to talk about that. But congratulations again. Well done from us all. Thank you. And uh, in the chat, let's give you a little, give Nathy a little clap. Two claps. Uh, two claps. Two claps. Two claps. Next up, although he's not breaking records, he does like to break everything else. <laughs> and that is, uh, that is our resident rowdy guy. I already, knew that, I already knew I had to switch to me, so I already did it already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. I'm... Uh, I actually just came back from Ikea, you know, bought some more stuff to cram up in this place. Uh, not in this room yet, it still looks very empty. Again, a lot of stuff on the floor. You won't see that, not wearing pants. So uh, we'll, we'll save that for later, yeah. And did you buy, did you buy like uh, bags and bags of, of meatballs to bring home? Yeah, of course, of course. Meatballs, <laughs> you know, that's, that's... meatballs, Swiss chocolate, uh, those Swedish yeah. crisp things that they have in there, which I don't even know what they're made of. Bought all yeah. of that stuff, yeah. I, I always go into Ikea, with the focus of buying something in particular and then just come out with bags full of stuff that I never knew that I needed until I went in there. Um, I love that place. It's like another dimension. You lose track of time, you know, <laughs> in that place. Uh, but next up, in Firewall, he will only allow you to refer to him as Zulu India Mike. It is, of course, <laughs> ZimTalk5. How you doing, man? <laughs> I like that, Mike. I like that. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a... Good week, rough week, but a good week. Um, and I'm looking forward to today's uh, today's matchup between me and Rowdy mm. uh, in the ring. Mm. Already, I'm already prepping for yeah. Keep it up, Rowdy, because I'm coming for you. <laughs> yes, we've got some conflicting right. opinions on Firewall, so yeah. stay tuned for that one. Well, I uh, but that. Last... But, but we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. About well, it. <laughs> you can duke it out, and the chat can the, the chat can commentate on it. You know. Um, so I'm Mike the host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about breaking world records in VR. Nathy talks about how he ended up in the Guinness Book of Records and how his journey into the metaverse began. Uh, we're going to be talking about VR games being platform exclusive. 
Is exclusivity in VR holding the industry back or is it pushing it forward? We'll be having an open conversation on the matter and you can decide for yourself. And then finally, we're going to be talking about Nostos, a beautiful new uh, open world game, uh, an online RPG coming to VR soon. So it's going to be an interesting show for sure. But let's uh, start up and find out what everyone's been playing in uh, VR this weekend. We'll sort of uh, talk about the highlight of the week. And let's uh, kick it over to Nathy first. Yeah, so I like... Honestly, I'm not playing that much at this moment. I'm busy with other stuff, but if I could name one, then it would be Compound. Uh, mm. It was a while ago I played it. I think it's been a year ago I played it. And back then it was just a, a simple demo. And now uh, it's an early access. So it has uh, more maps, more weapons. It's a, it's a shooter. It's like a, a retro arcade shooter. Uh, and it reminds me a bit of, of Doom and also a little bit of like, maybe a little bit of Duke Nukem, stuff like that. So going back into the past, you know, with pixelated like graphics in a way. And it, I don't know, it's it's so smooth. It just works. And the just made by one guy, by the way. It's been so out for a while. Yeah. Well, the yeah, the demo, the demo was because it was a free ah, okay. demo. And funny enough, this new uh, game also has a demo. So if you are like, hey, that sounds cool to me, uh, go to Steam Compound, free demo, give it a try. And if you like it, you can support the developer. Um, he's saying that he's uh, planning to add like more, well, maps, of course. Um, but maybe even, I'm not sure if I'm like correct here. Maybe that's just on my bucket list, but a uh, a co-op, I mean, that would be great to mm -hmm. like team up with friends and uh, kind of fight those enemies together. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's great. It's great. It's definitely a, a must try. And is it? Um, it's a roguelike, right? Yeah. So so basically, if you're not familiar with roguelikes, you progress, you collect items, you work your way through. But as soon as you die, you're completely reset and you start from the beginning again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really punishing you like all the time. So let's say you make it through like three levels that take about maybe 15 minutes and then you like screw up. You got to start over again. So yeah, uh, yeah you got to be very careful. It's a game that teaches you straight from the start. Like, listen, uh, you can just uh, go into this like shooter as a madman, but that's not the way you're going to win. So it really uh, invites you to also make use out of your room. Uh, scale so let's say if you have a big room then you will appreciate the fact you can actually stand behind a wall and then uh, uh shoot around it for example yeah and, and that's that's what i really like games that make use out of your space like most games nowadays they're just standing experiences because they allow you to just walk around with the the, the thumbstick or the touchpad there is no reason for you anymore to you know um really walk around like actually physically walk around in your space does it have chickens uh chickens no no it's not like counter strike <laughs> chickens. is it is it anything like the way you described it in my head i've got quell 4d which is a yes a yes, yes no no you're right you're, you're right like the, it's the same uh it's the same vibe yeah yeah but no chickens but no chickens, no. Uh, and oh. also no, no, no talking elephants and uh, things like no that. No carrot on a stick, locomotion? None of that? Uh, not interested in any of that stuff? No. Okay. No chickens. Not the kind no of game for me. Jim's interested yeah. in. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, so just one thing I did notice, because I watched some of your gameplay, and that was that a bit like 
blasters of the universe, you actually see the bullets move and you can actually, you have enough time to dodge them. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is so you, you feel kind of like Neo from the Matrix. Uh, there's no slow-mo yet. I think it would be nice if they add like a slow-mo so you can really do that too. But yeah, you can like, even in the description on Steam, it says like, you need to kind of like uh, dance your way out. Because if you move a lot with your body, you're able to handle like three enemies at the same time while they are shooting at you. You're just moving all the way around. So yeah, it's it's fun. Free demo. So why not, right? Yeah, yeah go cool. and check it out. Okay, let's find out what uh, Zim has been playing then. I think I already know, but uh, I'm intrigued to hear. Um, I've been playing Firewall. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! What a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I only I only got uh, one I only got, I've been sick this week so uh, I've only gotten this is the first week I can remember where I've only played one VR game uh, so I had one three hour session of a firewall but um, with all the trauma that I had with an, with an, with a sound card issue dropping me out all kinds of stream issues this is normal for me um, I still had a blast of a time like initially I hated the game initially my initial impressions right out the box if I bought this, Half an hour in, I'd be saying, "Feck this! I'm returning this." Right? That's that's what I started off with. Because uh, when you first get introduced to Firewall, I just think that it feels very um, uh, it's just very off-putting the way that you interface with your characters, the menu system, the fact that it, you have to wait to load more time than you than you're playing. So if anyone ever was used to like old first person shooters like Quake or Unreal Tournament and you're like in all the time, respawn, respawn, all that kind of thing. And then you go and play Counter-Strike and you're sat out for five minutes watching people play. And you're like, ah, oh, for feck's sake, I'm like not even playing, you know? Um, that transition can be a little bit kind of choking. It like feels like, you know, a little bit claustrophobic, like someone's cl cl clipped my wings. Um, but this one, once you get into it, I mean, I made... I made like six to eight, you know, PSN friends through it with, with just chill dudes across the planet um, who I didn't run into any ladies. Maybe that's just the nature of, of PS4 owners or something, but uh, you know, it, it, and maybe VR coupled with that and maybe the fact that it's a shooter and maybe a number of other things. Um, but I did not, you know, a week, a week and a half in, I thought I was going to get totally creamed, but actually it was like all new people who I found in there. Um, and although the game was quite unstable, I think I had like forced disconnects from probably uh, five of 20 matches, let's say in that time. So about 25% of the matches forced disconnect. And the fact that the lobby, like staying with the people and playing with the people who you were matched off against was something that I think was maybe could have, maybe could be done better. Like, I think they should allow you to just keep playing with the same set of opposition and your four teammates and just keep doing that. And also when you break out to lobby, you can only, you're restricted to speaking to your teammates during the match. I can totally understand why that's the case that you can't hear the opposition and you can mm -hmm. only mic with people near you. And you have to actually be physically close to the people to hear them. And it doesn't drop off terribly. So it's not really annoying or anything like some other positional audio, but I found that the French, any game that can help me kind of, you know, connect with other human beings across the planet and you actually feel like mates, you know, within minutes, it, it, it because of the dropouts, it felt like a dating simulation, like a, like a, like a speed dating night because it's like, Oh, quick, make friends. Yeah. And then you disconnect again. <laughs> yeah. But like, I even ran into somebody who I made friends with through the matchmaking system later in the night. And he was killing like half my team and got him. And then we ended up like texting back and forth, you know, across the platform. So like, I got to say, 
the game really has clout. If you paid, and I, this, I'm going to make a funny point here, and then I'll shut up. Um, if you paid the 50, 60 quid or whatever it is, it's an expensive game um, for this. I think, as I said, your initial reaction is going to be not good. And if you live past the first hour in multiplayer, I didn't try the single player like you guys, um, I think that you'll find yourself justified uh, for that ticket price. And so I'm actually glad it's a high price because you had to you know, pay that much to get in. But once you're in, you kind of want to justify for yourself having paid that price. And I actually think those people are going to, especially the ones who pick up the bundle, the bundle is well-priced. To get the aim controller and the game for like 60 quid, that's, that's, that's nice. So I actually, yeah. I came out, I'm a fan of the game. Um, I think it's really going to do well. So, so you're saying that, the, that the Bravo game is now out of the game. I, I never yeah, played. Sure. I never played. I what was it called? Something Bravo. Bravo team. I don't Bravo. think that was ever really in the game. I don't think it did particularly well. <laughs> it but felt kind of like the same sauce. So it was mm. nice. So, what are your thoughts on uh, on Firewall then, Rowdy? I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, uh, like, like Zim said, and I understand that you know maybe you need to give it some time. But if a game can't grip me from the first moment that I started up. It, it doesn't have a shot with me like uh, it, it needs to the, the first first impression is always so important that is with people that is with games it is with books it is with, with movies if it can't grip me by the first like couple of minutes even then I'm, I'm not into it and like like Sim said like I, I didn't even try the multiplayer I only booted up the single player which by the way is as far as I can tell is the same thing uh, because it's just with bots that are very dumb um, there's the AI in there is really not that intelligent that, you know, it's even, I would, I wouldn't even call the single player. I don't think that anyone should buy this game to play it single player. No, no, I don't think anyone really, will. I think, I think that's really just a training mode. Then uh, you would yeah. play it. Um, I, I don't like it, but yeah, these are things with, with the PlayStation that you just have sometimes like the, the tracking is like all over the place. Uh, even though I have like my setup, I tried to optimize it. I saw Zim had also some problems with that. Um, I, I think I'm just used to like a little bit of the precision that you have in like games like like Pavlov or like Onward uh, on the HC Vive that it's very hard for me now to switch back to like an aim controller. Although I like the thing, I mean I love the thing with Farpoint where you know it's it's a single player game with a good storyline. You only have to face forward. Um, I I didn't get that feeling with this uh, with this Firewall game. Not at all. Is it is it? Is it because it's slower paced? Uh, you know, I know you mentioned Pavlov and I know you've enjoyed those games before. Is it because Firewall is a bit slower? Like it is more tactical and, you know, communication is more key. And I know you don't particularly like people, which is yeah. an issue. <laughs> I, I like it how, how kindly you say it. I know you don't like particularly like, but no, I fucking hate it. Like I really don't like it. I really don't like it when it's like uh, I'm being forced uh, to to be talking into a game like you know i right. i don't mind if i'm if i'm playing with friends but if i'm like meeting strangers and all of that i pff, it's, it's yeah. just too much effort and especially like the thing that i don't understand is why can't you stick with your team if you got people that you like why does it need to switch around like well the disconnects were the main problem so you can you can actually stick with your team of four it won't it won't pull you out of that but the issue for me was the disconnects so like yeah, I, I had like three rounds with the same team of four but what i meant was you're always it's always like weights to match you off against another set of four people oh. so it's injecting that kind of load waiting time mm -hmm. so you end up having if i was to say kind of a an average right you've got two minutes of like waiting for the game to collect eight people 
Then you've got two teams of four and they're matching off. Then you're loading the level for 30 seconds. Uh, then you're playing for three, four minutes, sometimes longer, right. but I'd say on average right. three, four minutes. And then you kind of do the whole thing again. But the thing that I, there's another system in the game that for anyone who really liked um, like Battlefield's achievement system where you're unlocking different guns and things, I feel like it's a really balanced uh, system for the unlocks. Like the first thing you can get uh, is this just pump action shotgun that can take people out in one shot, but you have to use it. Obviously, it, you know, maps change and you have to use it in specific situations. But one shot killing somebody like in that way, just tactically, like and also the fact that you can stand behind a door and literally just blind fire around a corner. That's awesome. Uh, but even better, you can you can unlock with, again, in-game currency that you earn as you play, like skins and things for your guns. And the gun models are great. And they're like, they're really nice looking. So you kind of get this feeling of like, I'm actually doing something. I'm not just, you know turning the hamster around the wheel i'm actually kind of progressing in unlocking guns and unlocking those features and different characters that you can play with different with different stories and backgrounds like i like to play this um this woman who's uh she's like iranian had her face burned with boiling water like she's got a really kind of neat middle eastern look to her and then her benefit her skill is she can detect enemies on this little like a little tablet that's like strapped to your wrist in kind of a funny way that'll kind of detect if someone's come around a corner or whatever. So that's handy. But all the different characters have these different buffs. And so as a team, like you're picking different people and it actually just works out. I find that the way it gels together is is really nice. Like I love the fact that it just, there aren't that many VR games right now that help you bond. And this one mm. right now is doing that. And I that's why I think it's going to work really well on PlayStation. Yeah. No, I mean, I understand those kind of things, but there are just some things that really tick me off. Like, also, like, um, if you die, then it's like, you know, what, what do you do then? You just wait up until your team is done or... You take a, a role of um, guiding your team through controlling the CCTV cameras. Am I right, Zim? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. So you actually sit back and you watch. So, again, this is another thing that if you played with bots, I can totally get... Where that would be like infuriating. You're sitting back, watch bots play. You're like, it just would be that way. But when you're with the team and you've been talking to people, like on average, we'd have three talkers and one person who just wasn't talking because they hmm. you know, decided not to um, or muted themselves. But you you have fixed point, as Mike said, CCTV cameras. So you can sometimes see where an enemy's coming. So you'd be shouting down the mic like, you know, Mike, he's on your right. He's on your right. You know, then you see Mike kind of flailing about, but you don't always get a perfect view and you don't, you can't always see. It's not like free fly. You don't get a f free fly through the map right. and stuff. So it's quite fair and keeps mm -hmm. you engaged even when you're dead, which is what yeah. I like. I, I only played it very briefly just to test that it was working with the aim controller and everything else. But I do really want to spend some more time on this game because I do think a lot of people are really excited about this one. And I, I do like the fact that it's really slow and tactical. Uh, I prefer that over... The, the fast paced of like Pavlov, for example. It's still pretty quick though. It's more Counter-Strike than uh, yeah. than Rainbow Six. Like it's it's okay. still pretty quick matches. It's still pretty quick. Yeah. Like you won't get, I don't think you'll get bored of it. It's not that tactical. Um, but I, the biggest issue that I have, just to get on Rowdy's side of the fence for a moment, uh, <laughs> I mean, giving him enough digs, is, uh, is the drift. Now I've got my, in my current setup in my in my living room, uh, the camera's quite close. And for anyone who has a PSVR camera, you know you got to put it back. Like, you got to put it proper back or high up, looking down here or something. But when you when this game is so reliant on iron sights, you know, getting that that lined up reticle, and then the, the your your gun is like this, and then the controller just goes, 
and starts going oh, off this man. direction. Like yeah. that that drift, I remember from the DK2 days, put my head through. That's the number one thing right now, aside from the waiting times. I, I didn't really encounter that. Lobbies. For me, it was more like that my gun model and the way that I was holding my aim controller did not perfectly align, even after like recentering it every time. I had that kind of stuff. Like every time I pulled it up, yeah. like it was saying my gun was pointing there, but I was actually holding my control like that. And if you then like want to aim like really quickly at something, it, it just like, yeah. you know, it just pulls you out. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, it, it, I think it's the kind of game that you either, you either like to play or you hate it. And I think it's one of the, one of those two things, because I don't. And you're you're the latter. I, I think I'm the. But I mean, I still want to play with you guys, of course. Uh, I, I yeah. think it's still fun if you play with friends, and yeah, it's, it's not that I. I mean, it's it's. I'm not gonna say it's not a fun game. I mean, of course, it's a fun game. It's a probably a, also like a very polished game, and uh, especially after a couple of months when they work the kings out, I think it's gonna be a you know a really really cool title. But for a certain group of people that really like to enjoy these kind of. Play, these kind of games mm-hmm. i'm just not one one of those kind of people i like more like fair enough. with like a, yeah. like a storyline or like something this is fair enough this is going to dovetail really well into a point later mike which is about vr exclusivity because my immediate mm-hmm. thought on this one uh saying what brady said is i'd love to play this on pc i'd love to play yeah, this with me, the touch controllers me too me too well that's yeah. with every playstation vr game because they are so good that mm-hmm. but that's why playstation vr is so successful because it just works on that platform and Again, like as you said, this is a game where people can work together and it, it makes sense. That's something that is so rare, a game where yeah. you work together, you know, uh, in, in a proper way. I don't think like you should compare this to Rainbow Six Siege because that's a whole different ball game than this one. This is maybe an arcade version of Rainbow Six, but it's nothing close to Rainbow Six. I'm talking original think, Rainbow Six. Of course. Rainbow Six Siege. I'm not Old that. school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, even but even old school, it's nothing compared to this. But I do like the fact that people try to make it bigger with like uh, original titles. But I think that you should not think like if you like Rainbow Six, of course, it's a certain genre. And then when you then jump into Firewall, it's going to be fun. But it's something different than Rainbow Six. Yeah. Beware. Okay, cool. <laughs> so let's find out what Rowdy has been playing uh, this week. Then what else have you been been playing, dude? Yeah, I, I actually uh, played only a little bit of Firewall because it kind of dropped me out like immediately after that. Uh, but I've, I've been uh, getting back into Torn, uh, trying to okay. like explore some, some more of that abandoned mansion. And I'm actually really enjoying that title. Uh, I know that a lot of people were also not enjoying that one. So there, there's, uh, you know, flavors for everyone. But no, I'm actually really enjoying the story of that. Um, the, the controls can be a bit finicky sometimes and not everything always works properly. I have the impression, especially with like the pressure plates. Uh, I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone got to that. Oh, you, you probably did, Mike. Yeah, like the, the yep. pressure plates yep. for me, sometimes it just didn't work as they intended to do. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the story, how it's folding out. And uh, I'm, I haven't gotten to the end yet. I don't really know how many rooms I still need to do, but uh, I'm really enjoying that title. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one as well, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, so let's talk about what I played uh, this week. Um, I've been playing uh, Thumper on the Oculus Go. Uh, I mentioned it in last week's show, and I was really excited about it because we haven't really had an Oculus Go title, you know, or a big one anyway, to get excited about. And it's a shame because I really love using the Oculus Go headset. I think it's a great little device. Um, if you're not familiar with Thumper, it's like a, a music rhythm game, uh, almost like a horror music rhythm game. Uh, they released it like around two years ago. They've also did a port of it for Rift, Vive, and uh, PSVR. 
Um, but basically, you, you control this little chrome beetle that's like hurtling down a track, and you basically have to move it in time with the music and sort of smash into the side of the walls and slide. And and it is it's a, it's, they call it violent a rhythm violence game, and it is kind of like that because everything's very visceral, everything's very violent. Um, uh, it's a great game, like full stop. But the only thing I was concerned about is that how the port sort of worked with the Go in terms of the Go controller, because it is quite a, uh, a game where you need to rely on precise movement and quick movements as well, because especially when the levels ramp up in difficulty, the, the music gets very fast and it gets very challenging. Um, so I was really concerned about how that works with the Go controller, but they actually did a pretty good job, I think, overall. Um, you know, you use the trigger button to hit the, the, the base pads, and then you do a trigger and a trackpad sort of push to slide into the corners and then a center trackpad push to jump up into the air and for the most part i i it worked fine you know i got through the first two levels absolutely fine um i did find that the following day i had some really cramp in my thumb like i like i had like rsi from playing thumper on the go because like yeah. it's, it's, it's a really intense game like if you think yeah. you're gonna relax and play this game you're wrong because it's super intense it'll keep you on edge yeah. the whole time um, but I must have been like gripping the controller with some sort of vice grip, uh, and, and my thumb was like really hurting the following day. Um, so although I say yeah, it works fine with the Go controller, I, I do want gamepad support. Uh, and the developers did say via Twitter that they were going to update it for gamepad support in the future. So that is going to be great. Um, I don't think I'll go back to it until they implement it fully, though. Um, in terms of performance, though, it, it looks great. It's not as sharp, obviously, as the Rift version, but it looked good enough. Uh, I did notice a couple of frame rate dips when there's a lot going on on the screen. But other than that, it didn't ruin the overall experience for me. So I would recommend it. But if, if you're really sort of um, a hardcore Thumper fan or you may be new to it but not quite sure about the controller implementation, then wait till the, the controller support is added, which I can't imagine will be that long. Um, so yeah, that's why I play. Oh, th that's got to be necessary. So you got through the first two levels, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I, I was, yeah. I, I'm asking specifically because that jump, that jump is so incredibly critical. And yeah. later, in the later stages of Thumper, you yeah. get to a sequence where you can't make a single error. There are certain segments where you cannot make a single error. Um, and I'm, I'd be really surprised. I want to see the thumbs of the people who beat that game. Yeah, you'd be like, like crooked thumb. Um, but yeah, you know, especially when you press and jump up into the air, you actually have to push the trigger to land it back down again. So that's an extra button push uh, because normally you just push and hold it on the controller. So, yeah. um, you know, it really it needs a controller, I think, in my opinion, but it's still a great game. So if you're interested, go and check it out. But the visuals you said were less crisp on the go than the Rift. That's interesting. It's only the edges, like the edges are a little bit rougher. Um, it looks great, obviously, but it's oh. like it's like the anti-aliasing hasn't been cranked up, you know. Right. It yeah. doesn't quite look as smooth as it does. Oh, okay. um, but obviously, yeah, but the, you know, still like if you were a first time thumper. Oh, you'd never know. You'd never know. It's only because I literally played it on the Rift about an hour before I played it on the go that I know. Right. Oh, wow. Like, would, would you? Because yeah. Thumper is a gorgeous game for those who don't. If you haven't seen it, it find a trailer, look at it. it it's amazing. Yeah. Like even playing it on a on a screen. Yeah. When you get yourself enveloped in that environment, I mean, it is yeah. a, it won all kinds of awards for artistic direction. Mm. So I'm just wondering, Mike, like, would you still say it looks gorgeous on the go, or would oh, you say sure. that it's jaggy? No, 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 for sure. It looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. We've we yeah, got Paradise sure. Decay in the chat even saying that he has the impression it looks better because of uh, the increased resolution on the, on the Oculus. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, interesting you say that. It, it may be the case, but like it's just it's the same with Nog. Like I don't know if you played Nog like on the Rift and then on the Go, but on the Go, like it was just very jaggy. Like you know, it was uh, the, the, 
Yeah. It, yeah, it, it wasn't sharp enough. And that's the same with Thumper. Like, the, the sharpness just isn't there. Uh, but but it the doesn't make sense because uh, these games are more about the, yeah. the distance as well, while others just play much closer to your face, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, Thumper are ones where you really need to look into the distance to, you know, make your. Yeah. But like Zim said, it, like, the game is like really hypnotic to play because like the beetle like feels like it's like this close to your face, yeah. and it, and it's, it's it's going so fast. Oh, oh, what platforms uh, is it out now? It's out on, on the Godan on PlayStation, uh, PlayStation, PCVR, yeah, uh, Rift, Vive, uh, Steam. It's on Switch. Uh, it's on. It's even on your smartphone. You can get it on your smartphone now. So. I can get it on the Apple Watch as well. No, I can't. okay so let's move on then with some news this week um let's talk about echo combat because if you missed the uh last open beta weekend for echo combat you'll be pleased to hear that ready at dawn are running another open beta this weekend so the open beta started on thursday the 6th of september and will be running up until tomorrow sunday the 9th of september at 1600 hours utc so in this beta, you can now party up with friends, which is a new feature. So you can just like party up with the people that you want to play with, which is great, especially for competitive players that have their own team. Um, they've tweaked some balancing with uh, the mines in the game, and they've added 2D spectator mode and also fixed a bunch of bugs as well. So uh, if you like team-based competitive multiplayer, you really should go and check it out. It's free, obviously, right now on Rift. So all you need to do is just download Echo VR from the Oculus Store and then you can check it out while the beta is open. Uh, have any grab of you guys... a buddy's backpack. Hey, don't yeah. forget that move. That's so important. It took me forever in Echo Arena to realize that you could just like literally latch onto a dude and be like, I'm going to ride you. And then yeah. they just jettison off. Like a little monkey riding his mum. Like, you know. So awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, have any of you guys tried it yet, Echo Combat? No, or did you ever get into like Echo Arena in terms of like the, the competitive side of things? Echo Arena, yeah. So you you know um, Caleb, right? So yeah, of course. Caleb gave myself and a couple of buddies uh, kind of like whole tutorial in how do professionals play this game because he's really serious with it, mm. and uh, so that's how I learned that trick and a few other tricks in Echo Arena. Um, obviously, visuals are very similar in the new game, but I I'm just one I I like to kind of wait for something to be ready, so it's simmering yeah. in the pot, yeah. and I, I don't want to kind of spoil it and. Wait, wait for it to be ready. Don't you guys think this could have been like uh, within the the original game as like an another game mode instead of a standalone experience? I mean, I think the thing that it's free. I think that's the the, the key to why they separated it. Maybe. Okay. Was the other one free as well? Echo Arena was. Free. Yeah, Echo Arena was free. Yeah, so um, I'm seeing, I'm definitely seeing what Nathy's saying. It's it's kind of odd that it's compartmentalized in boxes initially. They yeah. spun it off to, to put a price tag on it. And then yeah, I think it was Ruben uh, mentioned, he's like, oh, this is going to be launching for free. We're not going to charge mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like December last year. But mm-hmm. but now they've, they've, they've called it Echo VR. So Echo VR is Echo Arena and Echo Combat together. Oh, so it's, um, not like, it's not like they've spun it off into different games as such. It's, you've just got Lone Echo and Echo VR now. You know what? That, that's them by brand answering Nathie's uh, concern, which is like, this is a bit confusing. Why have the yeah. two different, yeah. we don't want to yeah. segment the community. Yeah. That's why exactly. they're doing it. it makes yeah. total yeah. sense now, yeah. Thanks, Mike. No worries. Um, so next bit of news. Everyone knows that Spider-Man launched on the PS4 yesterday. <laughs> the hype and build up about this game has been absolutely huge. Who is Spider-Man? I, who is Spider-Man? <laughs> Peter Parker, you never never heard <laughs> of the dude? Spider-Man. <laughs> My God. Okay. Uh, so I played a bit of the game <laughs> yesterday, the pancake game. I, I've, been enjoying it you know enjoying swinging through new york city not enjoying swinging just just enjoying swinging <laughs> new york city um 
but the devs are the devs are polyarch you know the guys that made uh moss nice. uh they posted like the cu- the cutest congratulations message to insomniac uh oh. featuring quill uh Good the adorable little mouse uh you know it was all dressed up wearing a little spider spider-man outfit saying congrats it was super cute and it, it's just really nice to see these kind of like developers you know congratulating each other and the sort of love within the vr community i feel it's kind of like that really close-knit kind of community everyone's really happy and having fun and obviously insomniac you know they're doing their own thing in the vr space as well they're developing stormland right now for the oculus rift um so it was just kind of cool really that they did something like that um but i'd be intrigued to know has anyone else been intensed uh, enticed by the pancake side this weekend to play. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of people in the chat saying that they've been playing uh, Spider-Man, and also what Tuk is asking if you also enjoyed the Cobra beer. I did. I did. They went down a tree. Uh, like it was my wife. She she came home from work and she brought me two Cobras and uh, and Spider-Man, and I was like, yes, I've I've, I've, I've got a winner here. <laughs> Those yeah. ratings of that game are crazy. Like I Insane. saw a list of of all the ratings they had so far. Mm. My days, that's like yeah. mind blowing. That's that's almost like true perfection in a way. Like yeah. I also played uh, some pancake stuff. Uh, I uh, replayed uh, the the first Metro, and I'm also playing the 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 open uh, beta of like uh, Battlefield right now mm. because I mean but- it's free, so why not? <laughs> Do you feel, though, that now we've had so much experiences in VR that we're kind of broken in a way that we can't enjoy pancake games in the same way that we used to? 100%. 100%. I'll tell you, I, I'm I the same so. as Nathy. I'm a Battlefield fan. Um, I've been playing Battlefield 5 as well. By the way, not enough chicks in that game. I mean, I was expecting more. I really wanted there to be more. <laughs> it's, I think it's all right. But, yeah, I, I find myself 10, 15 minutes in. I just, I'm not in it. Like, like I used to be. Like, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just it's not just that specific title. It's pretty much any two D yeah. flat panel game. I, I just me, for I me it isn't game. that bad yet. Like you I know, can I still just perfectly enjoy a two D game, but with every game I I do play, I do like I wonder how this would be in VR. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I have yeah. that though with every every game I, I play. I wonder how this would be in VR. I just I just like with these pancake games that just came out and that you can play at this moment, they give you so much more satisfaction than you would get in in most vr games where you are kind of at risk where it's like hey if i play this will i really get something out of it but with these pancake games like the spider-man one that's so satisfying like it's constantly rewarding you and you're like i want to play more and i can't stop and i need more and more and more yeah but of Uh, course i mean the the developers that uh, that make this kind of game we don't have that yet in vr with that kind of budget with that kind of like personnel behind it True, but uh, like in 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 general, uh, this this just this whole season hasn't been that great for VR. Even that, yes, we had Firewall and yes, we had Pixel Ripped and we had a few more, but compared to the last two years, not very impressive. Like the games that were out that were nice, yes, great, but I don't know. Like I can't just say like we need more because I mean developers work on games for ages, yeah. but still. Uh, I, I think the the reason behind that though is well my guess anyway is that a lot of devs are focused on maybe Santa Cruz development right now and they're they're involved in that rather than developing for Rift because that might be the next big thing. Also, and also a lot of developers has showed ha, have showed to other developers that sometimes making a game for six months isn't paying off. And when you work on a game for maybe two three years and you really uh, look at what the rest is doing and you improve and improve. 
that it has a way better effect than mm. you know, people seem to develop longer and longer because they know it might be more effective. In the I, I actually have more the feeling that uh, the quality of the titles that are coming out actually are, are being pushed higher. Like it's, I, I haven't yeah, really played any more games than I've been like, you know, like these guys have no idea what they're doing. Probably also because I, 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 I try to filter out those kind of games. But um, the, the like the amount of quality that I've been seeing in titles in the past couple of like months, it's actually been pretty good. Mm, yeah, good. I'm more yeah. on par with you, Rowdy, because I, I would say that shovelware-wise, aside from the because that stuff is still hitting steam. Yeah. The other platforms, as far as I'm concerned, the stuff I've played over the last year, I, I'm I'm rather in a position where I wish I had more time personally mm. to be able to ingest this stuff, finish off some of the things that. Are really quality. I mean, for most of our discussions, get into kind of nitpicking rather than this game is in, yeah. inexorably broken. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a very positive thing. Two years ago, we'd be having a very different dialogue. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think so too. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk about a new game that's coming soon, and that is uh, Transpose. Uh, the devs behind Blasters of the Universe, uh, Secret Location, announced their latest VR title this week called Transpose. And I was happy to learn that it's a VR puzzle game. <laughs> I love uh, VR puzzle games. And uh, it's a dreamlike VR game set in a universe where time and gravity are used as tools to manipulate the world. By creating and working with looped recordings of their actions, players must solve increasingly complex physics puzzles in a mysterious setting where notions of space and time no longer apply. Transpose features real-time player recording, allowing you to play back your actions one-to-one -one in real time while interacting with your past selves. You must create echoes of yourself rewind time and work with these echoes to solve puzzles so it seems super yeah, that seems cool really cool yeah, yeah that's a cool concept yeah it also like is going to be infuriating god damn the puzzle design is going to be yeah. really nasty but you're going to be angry at yourself <laughs> yeah exactly you can actually like flip yourself off in vr as you're doing yeah. the thing you can make it into a comedy thing yeah yeah you could you could you know and somebody's going to make a great video off of that this is what blows my mind. It's like the fisherman's tale as well. Like when I actually think about how devs actually put this together, it makes my head hurt. Like it does. Inception. <laughs> yeah. It's so, but then again, it does look very cool. I really like the concept. I, I like the fact that they've moved on from like a shooter to something a bit more interesting, like a puzzle game. Uh, but if this is as hard as Blasters of the Universe was, oh my God, we're in, we're in for a really challenging puzzle game because I don't know if you guys played Blasters of the Universe, but it was hard as nails. That game was hard what, as nails. What was the name of this one again, Mike? Transpose. Transpose. Quite yeah. a simple Transpose. name. The only thing I was going to say, when you were introducing it, my brain went, oh God, not another one. I personally feel, sorry developers, I personally feel that last year was wave FPSs, right? Wave shooters. This year feels a bit like, oh, what's the next thing? Oh, wave shooters? We can't do those anymore. Let's just do puzzle games. Just puzzle anything. It's fine. It's it's simple assets, no. one room. You know, we can push this thing out in a year. I'm totally <laughs> happy with that. I'm totally happy with like it's an better. abundance of puzzle games. But I wonder what yeah. next year's will be. So yeah. someone is asking what the release date will be of this one. Is there any... Uh, all we know that is it's coming in the fall of 2018. It will be on Oculus Rift, Vive, and PSVR as well. So okay. you can enjoy it on all platforms. Um, so that's going to be a really interesting one to keep an eye out on. Um, the next one we're going to be talking about is Carly and the Reaper Man. If you've never heard of this game, it's an asymmetrical multiplayer VR game. 
what this basically means is that one player is in VR controlling the Reaper Man, the other player is watching the screen and playing with a controller, and you play as Carly. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a platformer puzzle game where you basically have to work together. So both players have to work you together. You puzzle again, Mike. Did you say puzzle? I did. I did. He said yeah. wave-based puzzle story. The puzzle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the puzzle podcast. Um, it's been available on Rift, Vive, and Windows ML since June. However, you know, as much as I like the idea of the game, if like me, you don't have any real friends, or like Rowdy, you just hate people, then you know you haven't really been able to enjoy this one up until now, because the developers Odd Raven Studios have recently pushed an update which allows the game to be played single player mode. Um, so I think it's kind of a cool move from Odd Raven, although I do feel that. Maybe online cooperative play would have been a better choice. But that's but the thing they're like going to do. They I'm tested not, it, uh, oh, okay. and it works. They okay. told me at Gamescom, they said like, "Listen, we have uh, some kind of new program, a server that can run two people at like one place, and then you can play this game instead of local. You can play it online co-op." So, and they say it works completely fine. Yeah, I see a, an intruder. Hello, <laughs> she was hello. What are you doing? Yeah. New, new guest yeah on the show <laughs> first um, guest of this year of the yeah. new podcast <laughs> <laughs> tell us some more about the, the dog food you like the most huh? <laughs> well, I, I i do i do think that you know I, I appreciate obviously implementing online play is difficult and they kind of went yeah. through this kind of route just to kind of satisfy people in the interim um they do state they do state that you know playing it single player will make some parts of the game way more easy and other parts of the game way way more harder mm. um but if you're interested, you can check out the game. There's a demo right now on Steam. So if you're interested in this kind of asymmetric yeah. multiplayer playing with someone else in the same room as you, then uh, yeah, go check it out. Well, it reminds uh, me because good. in the trailer that, that I just showed, it says that it was uh, coming June 19th. Uh, uh, it's, it, it, maybe it's because it's on it's an early access right now on Steam. Maybe okay. that's maybe. Um, but it's, it is available now. The demo is available now as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so let's yeah, free demo. Um, so let's talk about what's releasing next week. We've only got one really big game to talk about, and that is Winlands 2. So last week we had an announcement from SciTech Games that Winlands 2 will be releasing on Oculus Rift very soon. Uh, the original Winlands was a really well-received game due to its swinging mechanic and open world that you can explore. And it was one of the first titles to support the Oculus Touch controllers as well. So um, it seems like the sequel has taken everything cool about the first game, kind of cranked it up to 11. Now you've got like a more vibrant and detailed Winlands world to explore. Uh, you can also do it with friends in online multiplayer and co-op uh, with up to four people, which is really cool. And now they've added combat to the game as well. So you also carry a bow with you so you can fight enemies. And you also have these like epic Titan boss battles, which you have to uh, sort of uh, get involved with, get involved with as well. Um and the other cool thing is as well, if you play it with friends, the difficulty of the enemies and the bosses actually scale up. So if you're playing with more people, it will get harder, which yep. is really good. Yep. Um, the first game's movement was super intense, like super intense. I remember going back to it again recently and I was like, I, even I struggled with it. It was but so awesome though. I love that. It was. I love the intensity yeah. of it because they really like push like the boundary of it. Like, you know, because I, I, I remember I did that, like, um, I was watching that one series back then in Naruto. Like, is any... Is, uh, Naruto, yeah. It? Yeah, Naruto. Yeah. And they always they always run like that, yeah. And and that's kind of how I felt while playing that game. Like, it was so cool doing that. I love that. I really yeah. love that. Yeah. So, like, and, and that's the thing. Like, it, it was super intense, but it was, it was one of the first games of its kind to really push the boundaries of locomotion. Yeah. And a lot of people developed their, like, VR legs by playing... The original game yeah. um 
But since then, you'll be pleased to hear if you're not really that hot with like VR locomotion, that they've implemented a ton of features to make it way easier for newcomers in VR. And, and me and uh, Zim actually played it at EGX Res this year, and we watched a lot of newcomers to VR that was having their first experience playing this game, and they were actually coping surprisingly well. I was really surprised. Um, so, no one had a problem. Yeah, yeah. No one really had a problem, no. So it is coming out soon. It's actually coming out next week. It's going to be releasing on Oculus Home for Oculus Rift on Wednesday, the 12th of September. Mm. So uh, if you're interested, keep an eye you know, on that. You know when you have a real problem? When you play Windlands on a DK1 with Hydra support. Wow. <laughs> OG. Then you, have a, then you have a problem. Well, well, this is why you're in the Guinness Book of Records. You, you've tried it all. Exactly. And that's what we, we should talk about next. <laughs> Yes. Um, Do you have a Hydra then, Nadie? I didn't know that. Uh, well, no, I never played with Hydra. I played with a controller even worse, like a gamepad. <laughs> <laughs> My days. But no, yeah, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a huge Windlands fan. Like since the initial demo, the first demo yeah. that dropped, which is really just like a sand dune and some puzzles. And the, the, the best part, the thing I liked about it, which they really got from the very beginning, was you don't need to over instruct the player. Like just mm. let the player wander and in the first what you basically walk up to this giant door mm. and it's got some facets on it and you just inherently know okay i've got to probably collect some things and plug them into the door and you go off wandering and it, it wasn't particularly um difficult to know where you had to go because there were these pillars of light right showing off go over here like i remember the first jungle in in not from the demo but from the first windlands um in the jungle level those three pillars but when you get up there uh and it, particularly if you're playing standing my God, like the feeling of, of vertigo that you get. Yeah. And I do, I'll suffer from vertigo at heights. I've always, that's actually why I joined a mountaineering club and went mountaineering was try to combat that. But like, I definitely felt it there. I mean, to the point where freaking move and almost falling over all that kind of stuff. Like if you, if you, if you have the, if you have the balls for it, then, then definitely play Windlands standing up because yeah. that Naruto feeling uh, coupled with the the motion the is swing, that your vestibular system tells you you hear the audio like the wind like oh, the, yeah the audio is so great. awesome that's so awesome but the one thing i have to say is i i do find the two trailers they've released so far out of everything that i've seen like windlands 2 is way better than the trailers represent in my opinion from playing it like i didn't find in particular i'm a huge sound guy the soundtrack didn't gel with the trailers in my opinion now some people like the very light light mm. music but uh that stood out to me as like conflicting and it was kind of disappointing but we'll see yeah. i mean i think the actual game is going to do very well let's see how, how the intensity plays with 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 the people you know mm. mike were you gonna say something about comfort options there because i think they have um i don't know if it's a kind of like a light dot system in the first one you had various cages and things you could if you were like one of those people i'm not but uh, if you're one of those people they have a, a crap ton of options to play for, to cater for everyone's needs. Um, but no, they don't do any cages or anything like that. They, they, they do some really clever stuff uh, with the movement and the way that you land and the way that the players movement while they land and, and all these kind of things. It, 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 it's super above my head, like, but they've, they've thought about it a lot. And I have to say it, it tends to work. Like, you know, from what we've seen firsthand, newcomers seem to find it fine to play so if you're kind of used to vr games you wouldn't have to worry so much about like the experience you probably had with the original like i did and you'll probably find the the second one really comfortable and fun to play yeah. okay so let's talk about nathy <laughs> let's focus on you <laughs> 
because you can it's, finally it's, share. It's not like a, like an intervention, Nathy. Yeah, we need to talk. It's like <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not allowed to say anything here, and I just need to listen to what Mike is to say now. It's gone oh, too I, far. So I feel like I'm going to do like an episode of like this is your life. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but basically, you've been working behind the scenes on like a big project for some time. Uh, it's yeah. only now that you can really talk about it and share it, right? And that's that you've been featured in the Guinness Book of Records, the Gamers Edition, and you've opened up like the VR section of the book. So maybe yes. you can tell us about how this even started. Like, how did this come about? Yeah, so uh, a couple of months ago, um, I received an email from Guinness and they said, uh, hey, uh, Nathie, listen, uh, you have a record on, on being the largest VR channel. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, but I never thought of like Guinness in, in the way they, you know, put people in, in, in their book and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, thanks. So what does this mean? And then they said like, we want to do a shoot, uh, a photo shoot. And we want to come from Ireland because Guinness is an Irish uh, thing, right? Uh, and they wanted to come here to do a, a photo shoot. Uh, and they said, like, yeah, we just come to your VR studio, you know, and maybe we we Photoshop you uh, hanging on a rock and things like that. They really wanted to go for uh, a green screen, uh, fake stuff meets uh, Nate sitting in his chair at his like workspace and doing some photos there. I was like, ah, I don't really feel those ideas. I said, like, let's do something, you know, Ready Player One, because Ready Player One got announced around that time. I was like, maybe we should do something like that. Um, and they said like, yeah, sure. If you got an idea, fine, just send it to us. So I said like, listen, uh, I want to get a DeLorean. I want to get a nice spot, uh, like a warehouse to put the DeLorean in. I want a lot of smoke. I want a lot of rubber. I want some, some, I want some epic photos, something not just standard, nothing boring, just something like fresh, you know? Um, so yeah, then, uh, a few months later, uh, we met in Amsterdam, we found a warehouse. Uh, and we had a DeLorean coming all the way from Belgium to Amsterdam. Uh, and it was one of the, like, uh, was like a replica, not of course, like a real back to the future DeLorean, but it was signed by all the actors from the movie. Um, so we did a couple of shoots. We also did a Tron one where I was wearing the suit. Um, and it was of course all about VR. So I was wearing headsets. I was holding the virtual boy, like the photos that came out, uh, there is so much more. Um, but they just didn't use it. Um, but it's just funny how um, how these photos came about. Because I could have gone for the simple photos. <laughs> I could have said, like, listen, just come to my place, make these photos, done. You know? But instead, I wanted to just go for something mind-blowing. And now the photos are out. Uh, I can finally talk openly about it because there was an embargo on it. So I couldn't really share much. Of course, with my friends and family, but... In general, I couldn't post the photos on my social media. I couldn't do much with it. I could not even tell people that I had a record. I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna uh, keep myself like shut uh, for a while. But yeah, as you said, like I'm opening the VR section. This is the first time in the Guinness uh, book, the gamers edition, that there is a VR section. And yeah, I think it's even, cool. it's the same for the, for the uh, general book as well. Uh, there's also a VR section in there that I haven't seen before. Um, so, yeah, I could show the photos. I'm not sure if my, like, people said that my camera is kind of blurry. So maybe instead, Rowdy could play the video I made where you see mm -hmm. some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And mm -hmm. you also see me holding the book. Um, and in the meanwhile, I will just grab, like, the 
But yeah, it just started I, I with played the, the video and the, the the picture that you posted on the, on Twitter. I've shown that ah, okay. uh, that one as well. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, funny enough is that so this is the gamers edition. Um, but yesterday, one of my subscribers told me that I'm also in the main one. So I bought the main one today. And this is the main one. It looks very shiny compared to the gamers. It is just like, well, gamers get just a toilet kind of like book, you know. And this is more like the the real cover, you know. And this is one you put in the toilet, you know, the gamers edition when you're like <laughs> sitting nicely and you're reading about some records. But uh, here it is. So this is like the VR page. And then you can see me right over here. Awesome. So I am the also in the... Yes. Yes, so I'm also in the in the main book, and that's that's so nice, so that's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this will be a be a good um, like uh, promotion for VR in general. Um, let's say the gamers edition is 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 ready for kids. You know, I mean, it on the front it says like uh, intro by Stampy Cat. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and no offense, but um, yeah, it is a book for kids. Um, so kids will read this. And I think this photo is, is a really inspiring one. And it's an honor to be the first one to, well, also open the VR section. It's not really about me being the largest channel because I don't really care. You know, I just like to spread, uh, uh, VR as an exciting new, uh, thing, but to kind of trigger Guinness to finally do something with VR because it's relevant enough. Is uh, is is a nice milestone. For sure, some, man. Chat saying uh, James Davis was uh, saying uh, Tronty instead of Nate. Tronty. Tronty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, so that that that's it. And um, I don't know. Who knows what kind of records we get next? Because this is still a version where um, it's more about some facts and not really records. Um, but soon we'll have like, hey, I can be the best one in Beat Saber. I can be this and that. So they take it more and more serious. So this or really like, becomes like a thing most now. Most people at the same time in a virtual world and stuff like that. That's definitely common. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one that annoys me is the longest in VR. You know, I think there was that dude in Pink yeah. who did it at one stage. It's like it. That's probably not smart for your health anyway. I mean, a lot of the stuff in Guinness World Records is not good for your health. So mm. you know, it's just. It's, it's true. You, Congratulations, you die faster, you well die faster of not uh, not sleeping than that you die of uh, not eating. I think the the main record right now is thirty six hours in VR. Wow! But I don't, heard that don't try that. Don't just kind of dangerous. That. It is kind of dangerous. Yeah. I once considered doing it myself, but I don't think I'm 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 like made for that at all. Um, <laughs> It would be kind of funny to be in the records book and then I have another record. They're like Nathan records everywhere. It's like, I'm also we the best. In the chat saying that, uh, we get someone in the chat saying that Zim has a record as well since he has more than 5,000 hours in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> we Not yet, fun, guys. Thanks for that comment. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, I, I think it was it was awesome achievement. I think you should be incredibly proud, and you know, congratulations. You know, you've been there since the very early days of VR. You know, you were there in the very beginning. You know, you've been creating content, uh, showing VR off on YouTube. Yeah. You know, I think your passion has really helped share the joy and and what it's like to experience virtual reality. And uh, you know, I think you've done a cracking job, and I think you you deserve to be featured in Guinness. So uh, congratulations, and we're all incredibly proud of you, dude. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The, one, the one thing I'm just going to tag onto that, Mike, is I'm going to say, uh, 
as a critical person, I'd say Nathy has been the most consistent content creator uh, that I've seen. Guy doesn't really take a holiday, uh, you know. And uh, I've seen I've seen you push, you know, I've seen you push uh, videos since that early time, again and again and again. And you reinvent, you know, you build communities and stuff. So I think there's no yeah, one definitely. better definitely. to fit that slot. Yeah. So what is holiday? Yeah. Uh, can someone tell me what that is? <laughs> <laughs> what is holiday? In, uh, I thought like holiday. Oculus Connect is kind of like a holiday for me. I'm not sure about you yeah, guys, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun being there together. That's for sure. I'm excited about that. You should I'm chill at my treehouse. I'm not sure my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, not sure if I told anyone, but I'm living in a treehouse uh, when I'm going to connect. <laughs> He's basically going to live the life of a squirrel <laughs> for a week. A hobbit. I'm hobbit trunty. I like that name. Oh, yeah, as you know. transition out of this, Mike, I got to I save this Guinness question here. Sure. How many of you have actually tried proper Guinness? And I'm talking the drink. Oh, God, I hate oh. it. Oh, terrible, hate, isn't it? Yeah, I hate it. I can't stand it. It is. It's really pretty popular awful. over here, yeah. Yeah. If you it's really want to. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Over here, yeah. yeah. All the Irish pubs here have it, eh? I can't remember. It does does it block you up or does it like let everything go? I can't remember. All I know is that there is an aftermath, Mike. Yeah. A very notable aftermath. Yeah. Okay. okay. Tell us more. Tell us more. What is yeah, the aftermath? I, I, I wasn't Thanks. quite sure Just, which way it was. Yeah. Try it out and let us know <laughs> next know, week. All right. You know you know how it's called the black stuff? Yeah. That's yeah. all you need to know. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's talk about exclusivity in VR because I was talking with some developers this week and we got onto the subject of funding and platform exclusivity. And I thought it would make a really good topic for the show. Um, so please feel free to join in in the chat. We can read out your thoughts as well. Um, but I'd love to know, what do you guys think of like platform exclusivity? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Would you, do you, are you happy with it or you'd rather see it die? I'd love to know. I, for me, it depends on the kind of exclusivity. Like if it's like a timed release and I'm all for it because it helps mm -hmm. developers in developing the game, make more quality content. And it, uh, you know, it's, it's good for developers in general to, to do that kind of thing. If it's like exclusivity in the, in the, in the terms of like, we're never going to bring it to another platform. I'm, I'm much more apprehensive of that one, much more. But if yeah. it's a timed exclusive, even if that's a little while, then uh, yeah, then I'm, I'm I think it's worth. And at this stage, yeah, don't don't like not when like uh, VR is like mainstream and everyone has virtual reality headsets. That's a different thing. But at, at this point, when VR is still a niche thing and developers need to get funding and need to get money to develop their kind of games, I think that's a that's actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with Rowdy on that one. So a phased. Generally speaking, so like for instance, uh, Thumper, good example, right? Yep. Thumper, right? Launched first on PlayStation, had their VR leg there, then was able to spawn over on PC, then was able to spawn over on Go. Like any any title that can prove its merit, get its funding, get released, do well, succeed on one platform, and then move and migrate, great. That's that's the ideal solution. But something like Resident Evil, which we've seen be in one platform, and then, you know, there's the PC players plus Mike screaming for it to come over. Please terrorize me on PC, please. Um, yeah. Then, you know, I, I, I honestly still side with, you know, Sony and those companies because those pressure systems, and that's really what they're building, uh, are a positive because they, it's a race in the end of the day. It's a race for wallet share. It's a race for your platform to succeed. And, and that's actually the fuel in the engine, the catalyst 
that allows the whole industry to kind yeah. of soldier forward. If you if it was just neutral right across the board and everyone could play everything, mm-hmm. I think you would find it difficult for someone to maintain a competitive advantage. Yeah, it depends on how far you want to go with that. Like as you may know, Sony is kind of not really fan of cross-platform. Doesn't really go well with the main crowd. Uh, let's say single player wise. Yeah, I mean some some of them are like like an exclusive forever. I mean, if the studio who also makes the headsets is the one that you know develops it, then yeah, it's their exclusive. They can do with it whatever they want. But if you have a just an independent developer, they they mm. always aim for timed exclusive, always, always, yeah. because it's the best way for them to get rolling to the next platform, mm. also make more money. But let's say usually it's or Sony that makes an like like an exclusive or Oculus. Uh, I don't know anyone else that is doing it at this moment. No. Um, like I have always been a, a big supporter of open VR. Uh, I like when I, I can remember when Revive came out, it was like a like a, a next level thing. I'm so happy that it's it's there because it it kind of opens up the market for the people that are looking for uh, like like freedom in terms of what they want to play. Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, as, as, as Zim said, it's an uh, it's a business model. Mm. Like I bought a Switch because I wanted to play Mario Kart. If I could have played Mario Kart on PC, I would have not bought a Switch. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, but right. like in, in general, sometimes it's not fair, but that makes, for example, the PlayStation VR platform so successful compared yeah. mm-hmm. to the others because they have a closed system. And if you want to join it, you got to buy that headset and then you can... You, you know, uh, it also uh, allows them to push the market forward. Because uh, in a way, I see like you know, Oculus has done some some timed exclusives in a way as well, or only released it on the Oculus Store. Um, but in a way, like you know, the the Oculus Rift is is so much cheaper as well as the as the HC Vive at the moment. So it's actually like, you know, it's it's a balance between the two. That I always see, you know, because mm. I, I see a lot of feedback from the community, and and sometimes it's fair but you know i think a lot of it is kind of a bit misguided because a lot of these people complain and i understand why they complain is because maybe they can't get the best experience when they try a game for example but i think the 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 main issue is and what the feedback i got from the developer i was talking to was that the general thing is like it's 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 it costs a lot of money to make a game full stop. Like it costs a lot of money and to, to develop a game in VR is such a huge risk right now that you're not guaranteed that you're going to get your money back on the game's development. So especially for bigger studios that can just concentrate on like traditional gaming platforms, they're like, well, why would we take the risk? Why would we bother? And that's why Oculus are funding huge titles like from Insomniac because, you know, it's not like they're short of money. Insomniac can can fund their own game development, but mm-hmm. they just think, well, why would I take the risk on something like this? Uh, whereas if Oculus are funding the game when they're like, well, the risk is removed, we just get the, the, the freedom to develop something interesting for a new platform. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will sort of like, you know, hate on the fact that Oculus did this whole, they moved away from the open VR platform because that was the, the, the dream and the vision in, in initially when Palmer was there. Uh, but like you say, we have got Revive, which kind of helps bridge the gap a little bit. But the thing is, if these companies like Oculus and PlayStation didn't fund these titles, they just straight up wouldn't exist. Um, and if it's a question of like a timed exclusive or just a complete exclusive or it not existing, well, then we're always going to choose like the first one, right? You know, we're so- always going to... Aside from the logical response here, I think 
a scenario consideration is warranted for the kind of emotional side. So in other words, right? So like, say you're a 40 year old vet who blew out their back and now you're, you're not making very much money and you've got a PSVR and you're looking at the PC titles and you're saying, you know, well, I can't play that stuff. And that's such a pain in the ass. And fair enough. It is right. Uh, you can't, what, what if you're, you know, some rich, you know, rich family, 16 year old, who's got all the headsets, um, you know, and, and you've, you've got, you've got all that kind of, so you don't care, you know, thank you care, you know, yeah, <laughs> you can get yeah. it on any platform, yeah. but then there's also someone who's kind of more medium. So say you're, you know, stay at home mom, couple of platforms and, and you've got a couple hours a, a day to kill. Uh, you got a family of kids who uh, want to play on different consoles in different rooms, but like from a licensing perspective, if you, again, take Thumper as an example, if I buy it on one platform, I don't get it on another one. Like licensing is a totally another ball game. Cause even if you don't have exclusivity to like Nathie's point, right? If, if you have a game like Skyrim, right? How many people have bought Skyrim six times because mm. it's launched for VR, it's launched for switch. Same thing with doom, you know? So I think there's uh there's, there's definitely different modes of thought on also, this subject. We got someone in the chat someone, something else, which I found a little bit interesting was, uh, was JJ Mark. He said, you know, it's also a difference between designing a game for the Rift, for the Vive and the PlayStation VR. And that is true because, you know, with the Rift, you have the touch controls. With the Vive, you have uh, the, the wands controls. With the PlayStation, you have the move controls. There's like yeah. different systems that are in place that are not, I mean, I'm not saying it's completely different. But it is a it is a, an extra effort that needs to be put in into making sure that everything works on these different platforms. It's not like a like a like a PC where pretty much everything is is compatible. You know, each headset has a different kind of operating system, it has a different kind of uh, input control. So these are things that also need to be integrated. Mm. So that's also it's, an extra cost, of course. That that's true. I I think that like on PC it's a little different. Like I. I don't really care if there's an exclusive on the PlayStation uh, when I'm on PC because the step is too far away. But if you own a Rift or a Vive, it's so close that you're like, why are you doing this? You know, well, let's say if you if you are a pancake gamer, you play, let's say, Overwatch on, on, on Battle.net. OK, that's it. But in the end. I can have a Samsung monitor. I can play it. Uh, someone has like an Asus one, fine. But in VR, it's like I have a Vive, and yes, you have different controllers. But in the end, the the headset itself is still the same thing. And yeah, as you said, uh, the controllers need to be different. But the thing is, like, if you if you are an independent developer, you want to create for a few platforms. That's how mm -hmm. it is. But as long as you are an Oculus or a PlayStation, and you do in-house development. Why the heck would you make it for your com competition? Would make no yeah. sense at all. But, uh, in a way, that. I do think that the revive, even though it's not an official tool, it, it did solve a lot of that because it took away the responsibility yeah. from the developer to make sure that the game is compatible with the platform that they're so uh, yeah, supporting. If, they, if they're saying we're not supporting yeah. this platform, but it might work with revive, that's a completely different thing that they actually release it on the Steam store and then say, oh yeah, it's compatible with Vive. But then well, people try it and it's like, oh, yeah, but the controls and all that. And you got bad reviews because of that. You get uh, mm -hmm. bad input because of that. Well, with, with Revive, they can kind of like circumvent that kind of mm -hmm. system and then just release it on the Oculus Store or release it for Oculus yeah. only. I think, I think a title that did it really well was Moss because that was initially a PlayStation timed exclusive. And we never even knew that it was coming to other ha other platforms. We just thought it was gonna be a PS exclusive forever. Yeah. And then when it did finally come to the Rift, like I was so happy, like so happy that that game got 
you know, more exposure out there, more people got to try their game. And I think the best thing about like a timed exclusive like that is that you, they probably do get a little bit of funding to have it timed. Um, but also they can learn from this as well. And it's all about experience because VR is so small and so new that it really needs needs that experience from developers to, to try things and fail and, and implement them and, and reiterate. Yeah. But the good thing that comes out of it is like if they do get the experience, especially even if it is just a, a complete exclusive to one platform, hopefully that studio can make enough money from that single platform to fund their next game development that they can then go and break free and, and, and publish it themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then they can publish it on whatever platforms they want. So although I understand the criticism about exclusivity, I understand why it's needed, especially mm. in such a small industry right now. Um, but it's just uh, a case of these games necessarily wouldn't exist you, if it wasn't. You are right. Like, it's not like developers always think like, Hey, let's grab the money and, and no. work with an Oculus or a, a PlayStation to make a game. They usually use that to start their business up. And then from there, like everyone wants to be independent. Trust me, most developers want to make their own game and they don't want to be attached to another headset because it also shows that they can't be independent and they really want to. So by showing off that, first of all, they can make a great game, then they prove themselves within the market. And from there, they can find other investors because you kind of need to get the word out somehow. And if you can just get a nice amount of money to make your first game, I think that's a that's a that's a good start of uh, of uh, things. But I'm we all agree. But honestly, I'm so happy that Revive exists because I feel like it keeps the balance between this whole thing. Because in the end, we can't say uh, that there is no way you can play on other platforms. Of course, you can't play with your Vive. Uh, uh, you can't play PlayStation games with your Vive. And the other way around um but in the end there is revive so it it feels like it's you not completely closed off pc either that is <laughs> yeah. true yeah that, that is, true. is true but what, one th- one thing as well like something that we we found today i think it was posted on one of the reddits was someone that was showing the pimax <laughs> that was actually able to play oculus games natively like with a through their tool you know you don't have to use revive you don't have to use steam oh you just basically fire up Oculus and your Pimax is going to work with that game. And like, that's pretty incredible that they've managed to do that. So that's going to be really interesting when the Pimax starts shipping to people, how that implementation works. Well, again, you know, is it something they, the thing is when they actively blocked revive in the early days, they had so much community backlash on it that they had to go back on their word. So I can't see them blocking it. I can't see them being happy with it. But I think from I remember having this conversation with Jason Rubin myself uh, in London, saying that people were using other platforms to play their content. He yeah. said, as long as they're playing the content and they're paying for it, then he's not so mm-hmm. upset. Uh, obviously, of course, he'd prefer it if you use the Vive, but he understands, you know, the situation. Rift. Rift. Uh, sorry, yeah, the, the Rift. Yeah, uh, he understands. It's also funny that because we were at the same event in in, in London, and I I've been asking him back then. I said, like, did you actively update against? revive he, he told me that that they weren't doing that i exactly i'm not sure if i believe that because i had a few moments where i booted up revive it did not work and then a few mm. days later it did work because the guy updated it i'm not sure mm. if that's true but i do feel like they're not try harding on it anymore like they did at the start when you know it was yeah, just i don't think that they, they make so much profit on on the rift like can't be the, the interesting thing is though yeah. i don't know if you like let's say super hot for example a lot of people bought that on the oculus store because it worked fine with with a vive of course i don't think it's a big big number but if if something is a is a long time exclusive 
that sometimes pulls people over, especially if it's a good game, because people need to play it at that very moment. Mm. There's a really good comment here in, uh, in in chat I'll just mention, because I think it ties back to something we, we talked about last week. Uh, and Classic Seaview said, TV adoption in the early days was extremely bad until Saturday morning kid cartoons. And that's the reason why TV had mass adoption. I'm, we talked last time about, again, the whole kind of market of, of, of kids and things like that and with VR and obviously the rules right now setting against. But actually, as, as a father, again, I can say that, you know, in, in terms of adoption for VR, I, I'm, that's a huge segment that's still missing. Like, you know, right now, what do you do with with, uh, with with young kids and stuff? It's probably like Google Cardboard or something like that. That would be mm. the, uh, the kind of oh, targeting right. market at the moment. No, you're right. Mm. There should be more kids apps. The last time I played like a, a good one was Alone Together. I was like, hey, f finally a, a family friendly uh, uh, title. Yeah. Super cool. Um, Google Stories. Google Stories. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but same the one in in like a kid room, and I have to look up the name. I kind of forgot about it. Where you were like in like a like a kid's room, uh, a playroom, ah, and you yeah. could play with like the blocks. It was from some yeah, Russian. Yeah, you need to read, read a story and yeah, things. Read yeah, a story. yeah, that was um, really well done. Really but it all well comes back like to that. bear or something, was it? Huh? No, 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 no. That's like, <laughs> yeah, that's you know also Russian. That's, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I ever saw that, but I know that stuff. No, but uh, the thing is. Uh, going back to to the point where there are rules, uh, as we discovered last time, it was like 12, 13, like the age, mm. kind of like limit on, on, yeah. on like a headset. So even developing for. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really make much sense right now. But that's also, the thing. Like, like would, you, you know, would you let your kid like uh, if I mean, I know some people that are far more protective over this kind of stuff than I am. Mm. Uh, so I can imagine that some people just would not want their kid to be no. trying uh, something out with the, with the device. Very small group. Even, mm. even the kids that do play, it's a very small group, I'm sure. Um, like if I look at my own demographics of my channel, like those mm. people are like between 18 and like 40, 45 uh yeah. like kids don't own headsets but they're and all in the rec room all of them <laughs> well, yeah. it always and, looked like a very chat. big group but i i don't know and and you need to know those those kids that you usually see in rec room are maybe 13 14 you can buy a mixed reality headset if you just wait like let's say a few uh christmas eves then i'm sure your parents want to give you uh let's say if you're a smart kid like I, I did the same thing. If something was expensive, I wasn't asking for other stuff for months. And I was just waiting for that, that moment with Christmas. Like, yeah, I just want that thing. I know it's expensive, but listen, I didn't ask for the Lego and I didn't ask for this. I just want one thing this year, okay? So I think as a kid, you could get away with maybe a mixed reality headset, maybe an Oculus Rift if you got rich parents or a, or a Vive or maybe even a Pimax or maybe even a star VR if you're very, very rich. But who knows? <laughs> that's my star tip to the kids out there. If my, you're watching, my dad is rich. rich. There, that's the way star you do it. My, my, my dad is Elon Musk. I'm going straight into the metaverse. <laughs> yeah, please, Elon, if you're watching, please adopt me, okay? <laughs> so, so we've gone on uh, for a bit. We kind of overstretched a little bit. So I think what we'll do is we'll wrap this one up with some questions and we'll talk about Nostos maybe next week. So if you've got any questions uh, in the chat, ask them now I, I got, uh, but i got i got my go mom asking me to wave at the camera so I'll, yeah I'll, we'll all I'll wave hey rowdy's mom hey we'll rowdy's mom. <laughs> rowdy mom hey rowdy mom i uh, got a I question could, uh, go on, sorry. 
I could have played like the Be Belgium team song as well for her, but uh, I, I don't have it ready at the moment, so I'm sorry. Uh, I'm prepared. <laughs> yeah. I'm prepared. There was a question on, uh, on, on, on Twitch from earlier. Um, so JD Max said, did anyone try the Wolf 3D retro port? I think one or two oh, did. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Yeah, the Wolfenstein one. Oh, the Wolfenstein one. Yeah, I tried that this week, actually. Um, it works super well. Uh, it's free, so like you can't really complain. Uh, you can choose whatever level you want to play. So I play like the first couple of levels and then the final level. Mm. Um, it's hard because <laughs> yeah. these games were so freaking hard back in the day. You forget how hard they are because so many games hold your hand nowadays, so you kind of forget. Um, but it was a lot of fun, but I would say that some people that I've recommended to go and try it out and then have since tried it out said that they were very triggered with kind of motion sickness because yeah. oh. it's very it's very intense. The speed and also because the low ceilings. Oh, it's got such low see, ceilings. You don't see the ceiling. It's There is a ceiling, but you can't really see it. Yeah. Thing. It's very it's, trippy. It's, uh, so yeah, and, and plus, because all the environments look exactly the same, it's very easy to get lost and, and kind of disorientated. So it is intense, so just be aware of that. But yeah, go and check it out for free. You know, if, if you're kind of a VR vet, then I would, I'd recommend there's, it. There's one cool Easter egg in this, uh, in this uh, demo. You can pet the dogs. So if they come towards you and you pet them, they stop attacking you. So that's Ooh. that's how you can get around them. Yeah, I was like in the in the in the options like pet a dog thing on. I was like, yeah, sure, let's turn it on. And I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Kill attack dogs. Warning. Yeah. Well, what I didn't know is that I watched Micah's video. Apparently, there are like secret rooms that you can activate. I'm not gonna tell how, but if you just look yeah. around, is that also something that was in the original? Yeah, it was in the original. Okay, yeah, I it was playing off of the yeah. original. Um, but yeah. the last level is not like you're playing against Hitler or not, or was that? It's, not? it's Hans. Robo Hitler, isn't he? Robo Hans. Hitler, right? It, it's not actually Hitler. It's like some other dude called Hans. Hans, I think. Oh, Hans. Hans. You maybe play oh, the yeah. German version. Hans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was there a black that... version, Mike? Were there... Oh yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. It was like dripping from the ceiling, dude. It was kind of cool. I played the original. It was good. There's, lo there's loads of questions coming in. We've got like four yeah. different questions. Nice. First one, Go for it. What are the four of you looking forward to most at OC5? Meeting each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being there together yeah. is, is going to be the best I'm thing about it. On seeing the height of these other lads. That's what I'm curious about. Because I... I, I just can't. Mike I can't imagine like hobbit, without I'm tiny. I am Mike tiny. Mike is like really tiny, dude. Yeah. Like he's a hobbit. I want to boost the seat right now. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Like if if I stand next to Mike, I look like a freaking tall giant. But I think Zim is really tall too. I think Zim is. I don't know. Rowdy and I. We're the same. I know, I We're the same. I'm like what? What? Yeah. One seventy six. One meter seventy six. Yeah, one seventy. Yes. I'm actually standing up on my desk right now. <laughs> <laughs> like Mike is so Mike is so tiny that even like if, if he goes into the Oculus sensor setup, they say like it doesn't work. They say like yeah. Steve, like, you let's, let's, let's talk like the last ten minutes just about how tiny Mike is. Like <laughs> no, but to answer that question, really, like the the amazing visuals that they had represented last year on this multi-panel display like you're not in vr but feck it they they had awesome 3d graphics at the intro uh last year in the auditorium for the main unveiling and i'm expecting a new headset to be announced that's santa what cruz. I'm, that's what i'm that's i want to see that stuff i'm not well, talking I, I, santa cruz i think no, they're going to announce something else yeah. i agree actually big. i think they're going to talk more 
like a bit like last year where Santa Cruz was behind closed doors for some people. I think this year they'll have a headset that's behind closed doors as well, which will likely be the Half Dome headset yep. with the uh, very focal, very focal uh, display. Lens. Yeah, that'd be I think awesome. that'd be very, okay, very interesting. That. That's what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but who knows if we'll be able to get I, I look, that out. I look forward to the food. Yeah, uh, I look forward to the treehouse. Tree house, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Question: <laughs> Yeah, you guys ever reach ninety percent usage on your graphics cards? Well, in all VR? the time, all the time. Same. I'm streaming and encoding, so I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. mainly because of recording, though. Like, oh, if yeah. it wasn't yeah. for the fact that we were recording or streaming, unlikely. Uh, uh, even, I, think even, I mean, I run a nine eighty Ti, so I'm not I'm not running like the top end. So even then, in yeah. certain games, I, I definitely I definitely turn async on, even though when I'm recording on a separate PC. So it has to yeah. regard it, it has to run full steam, otherwise and, and some, you can't run VR. I mean, that's that's that those are the facts. And some, oh, yeah. not to say most VR games, are not really optimized for. Question three. If Sweet. each of you could choose one non-VR title that you love in VR, what would it be? I think we found Assassin's Creed, The Division, Bioshock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was fast. God, you guys were quick. I'm like thinking yeah, about this. We get these questions so many times. Yeah, we did. Wait, that's fine. I, I want to play Three Arena or something like uh, that in VR. Fast you can play Quake. And bloody. You yeah. can play Quake on Go. There's a port of Quake for Go. Oh, original. But isn't God. that like? Quake one. That's yeah, not, is, like, yeah, I'm talking yeah. competitive multiplayer. Oh, okay. like, not, so, not, um, classic view says brother in arms. Well, that's not a bad one, my friend. That's pretty decent. Co-op yeah. brothers in arms in VR. My days, please. <sighs> Preach it. Paradise I DK, wanna... uh, Spider-Man, JJ Mark says a uh, mirror's edge. Ooh, well, uh, like meets meets windlands. I think that's, that's pretty intense, but I think that could be cool. A uh, dark souls. I'm, I'm hiding straight away here. Oh oh, uh, 86 yeah. Mad Hatter says Partal 2 in VR. There Ooh, is a Partal demo, by the way, but that's nothing compared to like actual Partal in VR. I played that with Firepacks. Uh, it's, yeah, well, cannot recommend. <laughs> it's, it's too much. Uh, Conrad Lawrence says TIE Fighter, like a yeah, TIE Fighter simulator. Mm, that would be cool, yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Like, yeah. like we haven't, we need more Star Wars in VR, okay? For sure. We need more Star Wars, Wars in VR. <laughs> Shower with your dad simulator in VR. I got that, I got that game sent to me, remember? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, I do you not, want it on your channel? I do yeah. not want touch controls in Shower Your Dad Sim, thank you. You don't? But are you going to play it then? <laughs> so any other questions uh, any other questions um, no I don't think so does somebody else see something here the only thing anything? I saw was someone said original doom in VR original um, well, I guess doom that was VR. a question comparing there is, a, there is a port of that also available for Oculus Go but yes. it takes a bit of work Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. Bill Gates cool. approves Cool. Good. Okay. Well, it's been a it's been a great show. Uh, I'll just quickly wrap up and remind you that it's a weekly VR AR animal. Oh, yeah. Talk buy show. the book. Buy the book. By the way, buy the book. Uh, I'm in there. And uh, yeah, a shout out to me uh, in the book. Just buy it. Okay. No, it's just a joke. Yeah. Nathan gets commission on every book. Buy it. Sold. Buy it. Um, so we live stream obviously every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. Check out the audio version available on Google Play Music, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. And uh, yeah, that's it for this week's show. I hope you guys and girls have enjoyed it. Yeah. Sorry we dragged on a little bit and had to drop our last uh, sort of uh, uh, topic about Nostos, but we'll talk about that next week's show. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys and girls have a good week in the metaverse. And until the next week, Goodbye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.